0: Okay, and that brings us to question number five. This is the single most important question you need to ask yourself before choosing to go to film school, and that is... If you are a creative in the entertainment industry looking for inspiration and practical ideas about how to take the next steps in your career, you are in the right place. My name is Rebecca Doyle and I work in film and television in Los Angeles. I learned so much from the ups and downs of the talented, innovative people surrounding me, and I want to share those insights with you. Join in every other week to hear the break-in stories of people who overcame challenges and found unconventional avenues to pursue their dream careers in an industry that has no set path. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of No Set Path. This is being released the week of Thanksgiving, so I hope you are enjoying a wonderful Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving holiday. This uh, is a big deal. It's uh, something I'm thankful for is that I read online that 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode three. And of those that make it past, 90% of those don't make it past episode 20. And this is episode 20. So if I can make it past this one into the next one in two weeks, that means that we made it past that 90%. So thanks for sticking around and listening to this episode. We are going to be discussing something a little outside of our standard interview format because I see this question come up a lot. And I think it's really important, especially for listeners that are considering applying to college, either undergraduate or graduate. During this time when people are considering where to apply and going through that college application process. So, today we are discussing is film school worth it and is it going to be worth it for you? And the answer is really it's case by case, and you have to consider several major factors on whether it's going to be the right path for you. Dare I say, there's no set path, but there is one that's going to be the best for you. And so, my goal with this episode is to help you make the most informed decision about that. So today we're going to be covering the five major questions you need to ask yourself before choosing to go to film school or choosing to not go to film school. For context, I went to the USC School of Cinematic Arts and I did not take student loans, more on that later, but I wanted to cover a variety of perspectives because I think with these type of topics, it's very easy to fall into every person trying to convince you to do things the way that they did it because every person is only speaking from their own experience, myself included, and so it's very easy for me to, me to say, this is the best way because I know from my experience that it works, when in reality, again, there is no set path. So I wanted to include a variety of perspectives on this. So I asked my close friends, I put out Instagram polls on the podcast account, my personal account, and I posted to Reddit. And the Reddit post in the in the subreddit thread for filmmakers got a ton of traction. It had over 100 comments in the first few hours. And I read through all of them and pulled a few to share with you today. So we're really going to be hearing from all sorts of perspectives, people who took loans and regret it, people who took loans and didn't, and what made them not regret it, and alternative paths if you decide that film school is not for you. So let's dive into these five questions. I think the fifth and final question is going to be the most crucial, but these other all lead up to that. So we'll just start with the first, which is, what do you want to do in the industry? This is going to be a major thing you want to consider for going to film school because Film school is lends itself better to some careers than others. For example, if you want to work in locations or work in G&E, there are a lot of ways to get into that and move up very quickly in kind of a more efficient way than attending film school. Also, what you want to do affects which film school you might even consider attending. For example, USC, you can go to any film school and do any of these disciplines, but USC kind of has a reputation for focusing on directing, producing, writing, really getting on in on the business side as well. So, getting assistant jobs, that sort of thing at production companies, working in development, very common jobs after film school, if you attend the School of Cinematic Arts at USC. Whereas from my friends at schools like Loyola Marymount University, another excellent school, they have a much stronger presence in focusing on the technical. So people that really learn how to be DPs from a technical standpoint, there's a huge amount of focus on that kind of education. Whereas there are amazing DPs that came out of USC. Feel free to check out some episodes on this podcast, like episode one with Brian Tang, But a lot of his education came from supplemental things outside of film school, his own self-study. Which is, you know, that's another thing too. Self-study and and film school are not mutually exclusive. Even if you are at film school, you need to be putting in a lot of self-study. We're going to get to more of that later as well. This first question isn't just limited to what you might want to do on a set. It also covers whether or not you want to go the sort of videographer, one-man band route versus working in traditional Hollywood and movies. Because right now there is a huge creator economy. There is money to be made in brand deals and doing kind of the one-stop shop thing or where you collaborate with maybe a few people. You know, if you're a photographer, videographer, you're traveling the world making videos for brands and Airbnb and all that kind of thing. That is a very different, experience that requires less film school and more networking with people who aren't in film school. But I think there's a certain level of networking that you get at film school, both the obvious kind of networking, people that you're going to be able to refer to jobs, they refer you to jobs, you know, you come up together. But there's also a very practical aspect of you get to work together with a group on set, which is not something that you can learn from YouTube videos. There's a whole communication style. So I want you to imagine if you wanted to learn how to be a really great volleyball player, You can practice all you want at home. You know, you can learn to set, you can learn to spike, you can study YouTube videos and learn the theory and you can practice out, you know, in your own yard. But at a certain point, if you're going to be really good on a volleyball team, you need to practice with other people. Otherwise, you're just going to be really good at being in your own lane or any sort of team sport because filmmaking really is a team sport. So I remember in film school, the days that I learned that you have to learn how to communicate in a way that's going to be effective. You need to learn to communicate in a way that's going to be kind to your fellow collaborators so that you want to continue working together. You have to understand the terminology to use with someone else on set, how to communicate your vision if you're there as a director, and also how to respect someone's work. Something I see with a lot of people that don't go to film school or haven't had experiences with kind of larger sets is they don't know how to communicate with, for example, a DP or an actor in a way that you would if you've been on a bigger set before, which you have more access to in film school. So there's just this mentality of wanting control over everything and thinking like, no, I have to edit it or I have to, you know, hold the camera for this part or I can't trust anyone to do anything. And at a certain point, you kind of plateau with the type of The type of work you can make with that attitude at a certain point if you want to have a certain scale of camera package you need to be able to trust a team and you need to be able to tell them where you want them to go and what you want them to do there's a huge amount of communication aspect in that that i would say doesn't necessarily apply to the videographer like content creator type route So all of that stuff you see online about you can learn all this on YouTube, you can learn all this through self-study, the technical aspects, absolutely, you definitely can. Actually, I think at some film schools, you can learn them better online (laughs) or through other resources. But having access to a group of people that you get to actively collaborate with in the act of making a film with low stakes, um, so you can get that kind of department head, you know, production designer, DP, first AD role and have the ability to make some mistakes while you're learning, that is something that I think you can get in film school much more than a non-film school route. There's definitely an argument to be made about making things with your friends. I think in general, that's more limited than getting to go to film school. The other thing you get from this kind of collaborative environment is feedback in real time, because I think I was surrounded by so many talented filmmakers at USC. And so you're constantly watching what they're doing with the same prompts or with the same resources. And the gears start turning in your head and you start ideating. And I really think that I became so much better in my time there because I watched people that were better than me and could learn from them in real time. You also get feedback from your professors, obviously, many of whom are very accomplished in the industry or at the very least have more insight than you might from experience. But I think there's an element of constantly getting feedback and going through the trenches together that you it's harder to get outside film school the last thing is regardless of whether or not you decide to go at some point you have to have someone who's going to give you your first real opportunity or get you in so to speak so in film school you kind of have you're surrounded by classmates and peers who are in those entry-level jobs and looking to refer their friends so i mean my very first study job out of college i was referred to by a friend from usc Um, subsequent jobs. I think, honestly, most jobs I can kind of link back to USC at some point or another. Even people that I met that I I work with or get work referrals from regularly, I can kind of tie back to initially, oh yeah, I met that person on a job that was because of someone that referred me from USC. So there are those kind of lateral um, opportunities where your peers can get you work. If you go to film school and you're surrounded by a big group of people that are all entering at the same time, you kind of really multiply the amount of opportunities you might have to do that because that rising tide floats all boats, you know, like as soon as one person gets an in somewhere, you know, if they're they're directing something, well, they now need a production designer and a DP and maybe a writer and a producer and a production coordinator and all these roles. So you kind of all come up together. And if I look at my classmates' portfolios from my graduating class of the film and television production program at USC you see a ton of crossover, you know, like we get to work with each other all the time, which is really awesome. If you're not going to go the film school route, you still have to have someone to kind of give you that in. And there's a bunch of things you can do. You can work on sets of film schools that you don't go to. They always need an extra hand. You can work on professional sets. If you have the opportunity to do that, there's a couple of entry-level programs that will help you launch into that in LA. So comfortable car 3047 on Reddit said it best. He said, the only people I have run into on big movie and TV sets who didn't go to school had a friend or relative get them started. Now, the good news is if you don't have that friend and you choose this route, you can make that friend, you know, in a variety of ways. But this is really a no set path moment because you're going to have to get creative and just be proactive with where you meet that kind of person. So I'd say regardless of what what path you choose, you do have to have someone help get you in and you multiply your chances in the sort of movie side especially, versus the videographer or content creator side by going to film school. So to recap that first question, what do you want to do in the industry? You want to consider if there's a specific position on set, you want to consider if you're leaning more towards the videographer content creator side or the filmmaker Hollywood movie side, And you want to consider the fact that you'll have different types of opportunities when it comes to collaborating and getting feedback from people in the same space as you. And opportunities for job referrals. You can't forget that. The second question you have to ask yourself when considering if film school is going to be the right option for you is what does the school you are considering offer in terms of location, networking, and internships. So it's not just all about those classes. The first thing is the geography of film school I personally think really matters. If you are in Los Angeles, there are internships galore for people in the entertainment industry because so many studios are located there. So you have the opportunity to intern while going to your classes at a place like USC or LMU at, um, you know, NBC or CBS or The Hollywood Reporters, where I did one of my internships. If you're in the middle of the country and there just isn't an office for those types of internships nearby, it's obviously a lot harder to do that. And you might have to come out to LA for a summer or something like that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be LA or New York. I have a comment here from Reddit. Squatch Abernath says, there are lots of determining factors that go into play with this decision to go to film school, but to be concise, it was very worth it to me. He has a lot of other things to say here but the part i want to highlight is he says i graduated from boston university with a ton of debt but going to film school led me to getting an internship at a production company run by bu grads meeting someone on set who brought me on as a pa for a netflix film in boston and then also hiring me on a major film shooting in la as a pa once i PA'd here in la i was able to day play on a few other sets before landing my current full-time job in the industry In just a year, I am pretty well connected in the industry, all because of an internship in Boston. Um, I think Emerson's another good example. I think Emerson even does a a year in L.A. now to help you get better connected. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in L.A. or New York. I think that's definitely your best bet just because the opportunities are much more, more plentiful. But you want to ask yourself when considering if film school is right for you, what film school did you get into and where are they located? Where are they going to be able to potentially link you up with those opportunities? Are there things shooting there that you could assist with? Um, Sometimes even are there other film schools there that you could assist with? But again, a little more on that later. Okay, so part two of that consideration is the network. I think a lot of times people think the network is the most famous alumni. And while sometimes they can be great connections if you happen to land you know an opportunity at a company run by someone like that going to USC did not mean that George Lucas was the person in my immediate network my network is full of all the people I was graduating with and have graduated with and if I look at a list of them which I pulled up kind of a list of my graduating class you know I can see a digital editor a feature producer feature director feature director and editor DP writer for a major animated series um, AE on major films, Yeah, the list goes on. I don't want to go on before I give too much identifying information before I convince all of them to come on this podcast. But for the most part, they are all working in their chosen fields. And if they haven't completely made it to to full-time direct, they're still directing with people that they met at film school as their crew and supporters. And then they have a day job that they often landed through the same network, right? And sometimes that's editing. Sometimes that's copywriting. Sometimes it's more in the digital sphere. Sometimes it's teaching film school to younger kids all sorts of options. But that lateral network really matters. I think at USC, they talked about this. Matt McClung talked about this in his episode uh, 18, directing your first feature of how at USC, they actually make you take a photo of the person to your right and your left at orientation because they say from your first day there that these are the people that will be hiring you and firing you for the rest of your career. And it's really true. Um, And sometimes, at least in my case, it's not even hiring you the most. It's referring you to other people to get you work. So that's the kind of network you need to be considering. I think something with some film schools is the amount of ambition. Um, I think my experience in film school, the students are incredibly ambitious. Everyone was such a hustler and was always doing such cool stuff and making their own projects when we didn't have an active school project. So people that are really proactive and go-getters are going to be really great people to have in your network. And again, if you go to a film school in one of these big cities, it ties into that network because then when everyone graduates and goes on to take film jobs at production companies, at studios, in writers' rooms in that city, that person could be your in. And again, that third consideration is internships and what's going to be even geographically available. I can't really speak to how limited or expansive opportunities were other film schools outside of USC. But I did feel like on average, students at USC had access to very good internships. And I never took an unpaid internship, which was popular in in film internships when I went to USC. So I had access to those too, which I'm very grateful for. And even in my last internship that I had at USC, I was referred by someone who I met at my previous internship, which I initially got through USC. So all roads kind of, you know, led back there at some point or another for me. I also just want to say that when it comes to this geographic location, again, it, it has to be consideration for your situation specifically. So if you live in L.A. and you have friends that are going to some of these film schools and it's not going to be possible for you right now for other reasons, you kind of already have the connection to some of those benefits. You know, you can get on those student sets. You can network with all those people. You know, Josh Jackson, who um, was on episodes five and six with Creating Your Own I- IP, he and Janine Pastores. um, who just got married. Uh, so Jean Pastores Jackson. Sorry, l- let me know, Janine. But uh, the two of them um, didn't go to major film schools, even though that was something that they had originally envisioned for themselves. And Josh really kind of became an honorary Trojan. I mean, he was good friends with Brian Tang and had access to a lot of the same people and interests. And so again, I, I think it's really case by case. And it depends on your specific situation, who you might know in that geographic area. Do you live in that geographic area? Are you going to have time to spend summers there? Is there someone who could get you on a movie set there? So um, it, it works both ways, the geographic part. I, I actually think you, you might be better off going non-film school in a city like LA if your opportunities allow that for you than attending film school somewhere in a state or city that doesn't have any sort of connection to an industry very directly. So, you know, somewhere more remote. Okay, the third question you need to ask yourself if you are considering going to film school is what are the options for other courses, majors, minors, and study abroad if you are going to attend the film school that you are seriously considering? This is kind of the school part of film school, okay? And I think a big reason why people are going to university, which is the actual content of the education. So to speak to my experience at USC, I was a double major. I actually was rejected from the film school the first time. School of Cinematic Arts did not accept me round one. And fortunately, I got in on academics and Applied to my first major in communication at the Annenberg School of Communication and Journalism, and then I was able to add my second major in film and television production through very calculated planning of what classes I needed to be taking. So for example, Intro to Cinema is available to all students. I think it even counted as a GE in one of the categories for USC's GE. So I was taking all of the classes that I could without being in the film production major before... I got in so that when I eventually did get in, I could still graduate in four years with both majors. I also was able to study abroad through careful planning through my Annenberg major. So I was able to go to London and knock out 16 credits, which was basically the same. USC's program for Annenberg for London is basically USC in London. It's not like you go over and go to Imperial or King's College or something. It's very much a USC in London classroom space. So I was able to take 16 credits of classes, all applied directly to that comm major and still graduate in four years. Something crazy is during that time, I actually was concerned that studying abroad would take away from my filmmaking opportunities, which is patently insane. If you are thinking about not studying abroad, if you have the opportunity to, because you're worried it will hold your film career back. Listen, unless you, unless you have an offer on the table or something pending, very close to happening. Unless you have a feature that is about to get made and you are going to go, you know, direct Harry Potter 14 or something, in which case you drop out of film school anyway, study abroad. Not even a question. I Looking back, it's just so crazy that I thought that because not only did I get to direct a PSA while I was in London under the mentorship of BBC Media Action, which ended up um, being kind of my first televised spot and getting me some press as a director right after graduating college. So not only was that the case, but also just the The opportunity to get to study abroad and study under, in my case, professors from the BBC and, and learn in that whole way was, I think, very, very valuable to my educational experience. It's definitely a privilege to get to study abroad. Any of these opportunities I'm talking about are a privilege. Um, but if you have the opportunity and it's feasible for you, I would absolutely recommend prioritizing that and looking at kind of the overall experience you'd get at a college or four-year university if you want to go the film school route. The other reason My second major was so important, is it had incredible opportunities for film. And this, again, goes back to the networking and geographic presence of a school. All of my internships, I really got through Annenberg and not the film school. And Annenberg gave me crazy opportunities. They set me up with a mentor who's a VP at Warner Brothers through their mentorship program. They sent us on uh, kind of morning excursions at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. They would just get a bus full of Annenberg students, you could apply and they'd take you off to NBC Universal and you just meet with programming execs and hear what they had to say and get all their emails afterwards. I mean, it, truly insane opportunities. Annenberg also gave me Adobe Creative Cloud for free while I was a student. Insane. I think they also had free printing, you know, those little things add up. But Creative Cloud, huge plus. They offered um, classes in the Creative Cloud if you wanted to learn, you know, Premiere and After Effects. I'm going to be honest, I did not get any similar opportunities through the film school. The film school did provide you AVID if you had a production number for a specific class project, but there was no way to access kind of the editing labs for your own passion project. There's nothing you could kind of take outside of it. Whereas you could use Annenberg's computers to edit anything you needed to on Adobe Premiere. The internships were, I think the whole system for internships has changed since I was there. It's kind of been more condensed into one job and internship portal. But Annenberg sent me a daily email, they still do, of daily jobs and internships that people have submitted to the job portal. That mentorship program, I never received an opportunity to apply to a mentorship program like the one that Annenberg had. I never had a free subscription to editing software. And the internships I ended up taking were through Annenberg because one was at the Hollywood Reporter, which then led me to an internship at an agency. And then that study abroad program where I got to work with professors from the BBC was also through Annenberg. I think the film program offered Prague study abroads where you could get some credits, but the one to get kind of the most bang for your buck and graduate on time were through Annenberg. So I really can't have high enough praise for Annenberg in terms of the programming and the opportunities that they gave people. I do have to say, to give the school cinematic arts some credit, the students there are all so ambitious. I joke that if you if you had the bus, you know, full of spots to go to um, NBC, people would be sabotaging each other to make sure that they got their spot, which, you know, I- I'm exaggerating, obviously I'm being hyperbolic, but everyone would be, would be very eager to take advantage of that opportunity. Whereas at Annenberg, you know... Um, People don't always have the same goals. Certainly not everyone is there to pursue film. And I think people really appreciate kind of the college experience, um, classroom balance that a major like communication can offer. So there wasn't as much competition as I think there would have been in in the School of Cinematic Arts for similar opportunities, which meant that they could invest a lot of time and there was more likelihood that you would be able to land one of those opportunities, right? I also got to return to London and do a dissertation on... Film identity between the U.S. and U.K. I got to go back to London for a week during my senior year spring break. That was through Annenberg. Shout out Gordon Stables. He was the professor that agreed to take on the responsibility of being my advisor and allowing me to do that. They use some cool research projects over at Annenberg with film and TV. Feel free to search The Hollywood Reporter if you want to learn more about those. My point is that... Um, USC as a school had this whole other thing to offer outside of the film school that was incredibly complimentary to my experience, both not just the college experience, but the connections that I still have today, you know, the people that I still met there. I interned at the Hollywood Reporter and then there was an event um, at the Roosevelt in Hollywood and the moderator was Scott Feinberg, who I love and he has a great podcast as well. You should check out. But I met Scott during my time at the Hollywood Reporter when I got a one-on-one because I had that major in Annenberg. So yeah, all of this is to say sometimes there are opportunities that you need to consider in the ecosystem of the university that you can take advantage of even outside of the film school because I think double majoring in Annenberg and the School of Cinematic Arts was the best thing I possibly could have done and I feel so lucky to have had that opportunity. I'm sure this extends to other schools as well. You might have to do your own research and ask around, let me know if I should do an episode interviewing different people about their individual film schools. Okay, question number four. How good are you at creating your own opportunities? And you need to ask this regardless if you decide to do the film school route or you decide to do the non-film school route. So within film school, i uh, going to pull from someone on Reddit that said it the best. Uh, Comfortable Car, again, 3047, said, I did go to film school. It was a small school 20 years ago in a small city, 25 students, 15K for the year. It was very small, but they had some good teachers and I was driven. So I made the most of it. Worked on my group's projects, but then offered to work for free on the other group's projects in whatever position they needed. So I learned three times the hands-on experience of the other students. Now, this person went to uh, this is a small school, small city with 25 students at USC Huge film school. Um, many, many students, you know, 54 semester in the production program per year, per semester. This also applied. My freshman year, before I had been admitted to the School of Semantic Arts, I was on set every single weekend. And I mean, every single weekend, because I was trying to get in. And part of it was I was trying to, you know, build up my resume to show that I was really serious about this. I remember getting connected with my first few upperclassmen who let me be a PA on their thesis films, which junior thesis films are very, very, uh, small set footprint, um, at the School of Cinematic Arts, or at least they were when I was there because everyone's shooting at the same time. So, y- you know, the crew is fairly limited. I thought I was so lucky. I remember just feeling so grateful that I had the opportunity to be on a set and watching the director work with actors and just learning small things about what kind of colors create what light and from the gaffer. And, um, And I definitely still feel grateful for that opportunity. Uh, Shout out Gorby and Sam Boyer. Um, Gorby, she and Sam Boyer, who uh, were those first upperclassmen that let me be on a set. But also as as an underclassman, they need PAs. You know what I mean? Those thesis films, they need people to help out. They need people willing to hold the boom pole for them. And um, that applies to grad films too. And I'll take it a step further that applies to other schools. When I was a freshman at USC... I was working on USC undergrad films, junior thesis and senior thesis. I was working on graduate films at USC. I was working on Loyola Marymount sets, okay? Um, I stayed in touch with my tour guide when I toured LMU and was considering going there. And I PA'd on his thesis film, met some really awesome people, PA'd on some more thesis films and then did other roles on those sets as well and then I also did AFI films which is a whole other level because they are strictly a grad film program and those were really awesome sets to be on because graduate sets at schools like USC and AFI have a much larger crew and it's much more similar to a larger professional set in the real world than kind of the two three person crew of those junior thesis films. Not a knock on the junior thesis films. I'm just saying that you kind of get more of that experience. So through all that, I met some really cool people. I still keep in touch with a lot of those people today. Something I heard a lot as a criticism of USC is you don't get cameras till your junior year or you're not making a film. And I was kind of like, what are you talking about? Like you can if you want. The opportunity is right there. All you have to do is show up, you know? Cassandra Brooksbank, an amazing director. Um, Shout out Cassie, doing a lot of great stuff currently. She also had realized this when she went to USC years prior to when I went. And she realized that if she worked at Trojan Vision, which is the college TV station... That she would be able to get access to cameras sooner than the production kids would so she worked at the university television station and she learned a lot doing that there was a group of students that i really looked up to coming in i still look up to you guys but there was a group of students who made uh one of the only scripted shows on that television station undergrad shout out evan mcgahee who was in our, our uh, past the screenwriting episode on the picket lines episode 14. he started out as a writer. On that show, because he came in and and wanted to write for TV. So, a lot of it is about what opportunities you are going to seek out and what opportunities you're going to create for yourself. At one point, I think a few friends and I had a weekly pitch club meeting where we just practiced pitching our ideas, you know? There's a student chapter of Women of Cinematic Arts. There, there's so many organizations. And I know right now I'm speaking to USC specifically, but the same applies in all of these circumstances. If you want to make the most out of film school, you cannot be one of those students who just waits for the program to hand it to you. You have to be, you have to be doing things outside, you know? Um, that freshman year... I took a special effects class. Shout out Tom Anderson, amazing professor. And they allowed us to make a special credit uh, project. And I, ha- I, I worked really hard on my pitch. It was one of four students selected. Went on to make that film as well as the extra credit project. So I directed two films through the school my freshman year without even having been admitted to the production program. I worked with some really great people on those films. Again, people I still collaborate with today. And I attended my first film festival as a director at Catalina Film Festival when i was 19 you know so again met more people there some of whom i still talk to today so it, it's all about kind of what you're willing to make of it if i could have just taken the intro to cinema classes and and called it good but if you're kind of willing to channel your passion into seeking opportunities i think it just it puts you so much further ahead so that's a question you have to ask yourself is how good am i at creating my own opportunities but don't let me misconstrue this this applies just as much if not more so if you decide to do the non-film school route because you have to be extremely proactive in film school there's this sort of sense of security around having a structure you know you have pages due at a certain time the film that you're directing is due at the end of the semester and there's specific check-in points so you have to get it done that kind of accountability is not present in kind of self-directed work so those are the, those are the ways that that question is going to apply in that sphere you know, are you good at showing up to, um, you know, networking events or sets with a great attitude? Are you great at connecting with people while you're there in a way that's respectful of the environment, but still social enough to make friends with people? Jack Powers, who I interviewed on the Picket Lines episode, I think episode 12, um, yeah, Jack Powers, who I interviewed on the Voices from the Sag Picket Lines episode of this podcast, watching his journey, he is amazing at this. You know, he he did not go to film school. He studied something else in Arizona, worked in tech, and now is pursuing acting. He makes a friend everywhere he goes. And as an actor, he's getting most of his work, not even through submitting on on casting networks, not through submitting on Breakdown Express or uh, Backstage, He's getting most of his acting jobs through referral and he got his manager through referral and he got his publicist through referral. People meet him and he has a real way of engaging with them and connecting with them and they want to work with him again. I I just want to say one other thing that that Jack does for this about being proactive. He's gone to sets before when they might not have a, a makeup artist for a specific thing that they need. And Jack says, well, I know a makeup artist on this student set that I was just on. Um, cause again, Jack, he's, he's networked with people of all levels. He was just in a, a national commercial, but he also was getting to know people at kind of that student level. And so he's able to, he's able to bring so much more. He had so much value to every set that he shows up on. And this is someone that didn't go to film school and was way out of film school and, um, entering the industry, you know, he, he moved in the second half of his twenties to LA to pursue this. So let that also be an inspiration to you, but it, it does come back to, this is a question that if he asked himself, He'd probably say, you know, I'm I'm pretty great at creating my own opportunities. I'm, I'm willing to hustle for things. So regardless of what your situation is, you have to think, how can I use what's in front of me to move forward? That's the thing about all of these paths. It's kind of like you have to look at what your opportunities are in front of you and maybe ones you're missing. And you guys, I'm preaching to the choir on this. There are so many more opportunities I could be capitalizing on. Uh, 2024, it's going to be our year, right? But it's a question you have to ask and you have to ask in what sort of environments you're going to be able to do that the best. Okay, and that brings us to question number five. And this is the single most important question you need to ask yourself before choosing to go to film school. And that is, what are my financial options? This is a tough topic and it's something that I think does not get discussed seriously enough with People right out of high school considering going to undergraduate film schools or film programs. I know this is this is kind of a touchy topic. Everyone comes with a different set of cards in this regard. But it is so, so important to consider before choosing to go to film school. If you are in high school listening to or watching this, listen to me carefully, okay? I really need you to hear this. You constantly hear about the student debt crisis, okay? We talk about loan forgiveness. Um, loans are crippling people. It is It, it really is a crisis, okay? Opt out of the crisis. Do not take the loans. Okay. For me, I just really strongly believe that going to any film school or cinema program, especially one like USC or one that's held in high regard, gives you undeniable advantages. It really does. But those advantages are outweighed by the disadvantages of going into a crippling amount of debt to obtain that degree. Paying back a quarter of a million dollars plus before interest. I just can't emphasize enough that if you think this is going to be a financial strain on you, it it might be worth looking into other options for what this route might look like for you, because I really just don't think that any existing advantage of going to a film school outweighs the disadvantage you put yourself at if you take too much student debt that you don't think you can foreseeably pay back shortly after film school. So for you, you have to look at what your options are whether that's financial aid, outside scholarships, family help, whatever it is, maybe going to community college for two years, I just cannot stress enough. I truly believe this is the most important factor and something that's not being talked about enough and why we're seeing so many people struggling with the aftermath of being sold this idea that they should take this amount of debt um, to do these kind of programs. So I really hope that you consider that. Uh, when deciding what your own path is going to be. Personally, I was always taught that you do not take loans um, of the kind of magnitude I would have had to take to go to USC. So I applied to a lot of schools. I think I was admitted to 13. Most of them were on half-ride scholarships, and even that was not significant enough to not graduate with significant debt. So I actually signed a letter of intent publicly to go to my state school, which did not even have a film program, and I was going to think about transferring or um, maybe uh, taking a graduate degree, figuring out the next steps. That was always instilled in me as, as you do not want to get into the trap of student loans. Student loans are a scam, I, they, they are. If you don't have loans yet, this is the time to decide to just opt out of the scam. There are exceptions, okay? And I know this is very easy to say because I didn't take the loans to go to film school. Although, again, if I hadn't gotten the the third-party scholarship, which was the biggest piece for me, if that scholarship hadn't come through, which, by the way, it was way after the acceptance deadline for USC. It's kind of a miracle that I was still able to go. If that hadn't come through, I wouldn't have gone. So I'm not someone that just was always going to get to go no matter what with financial resources. Not the case at all. It was honestly a miracle. For me, it was a combination of third-party scholarships, USC merit-based scholarships, uh, and family support. But I did want to cover a lot of perspectives on this from people that did take loans or didn't take loans, what regrets they have, because I just want to give those perspectives a fair shot. I, I certainly can't speak from that experience. So, the number one thing I saw from people who took loans to go to film school and did not regret it is this. They took a small enough amount to be manageable to pay off within the first you know, few years out of graduating. Most people, when I asked for specifics on this, it was between 19 and $30,000. Once it got more than that, people started to get into the regret zone. Most people that I spoke to that said, it was absolutely worth it for me, that was kind of the range is up to 19 to $30,000. I've also heard the recommendation that you shouldn't take more in student loans than you think you can pay, than you think that you're going to make, excuse me, in total in your first year out of college. And unfortunately, if you go to film school, that really could range anywhere from like 30 to $75,000. If you're working as an assistant, which is a great entry level job, unfortunately, a lot of those still are paying, you know, 40k. So you might want to consider not taking more than that. So that's the number one thing that I want to say I heard in all the hundreds of responses that I got on this is people who didn't regret it and who did take student loans to go to film school said that they didn't regret it because it was a manageable amount. Okay, now I want to get into some specifics and read you some other perspectives on this to really give, uh, you know, a fair shake to people who have different experiences on this. Okay, so first going into that kind of low amount of loans category. From Reddit, Bron Diggity says, it depends on the size of the loan and the school. I went to USC, had loans of around $40,000 total, and the rest was grants and scholarships. I worked in the industry for five years after college with good editing jobs, but I didn't end up having the drive to make it the way I had envisioned. But I would still say it was completely worth it, both for filmmaking and the college experience and the friends I made, and the degree helped the rest of my career. Two hundred k in loans to go to AFI, that seems like a heck of a risk, not hating on AFI. So this person um, took 40K of loans to go to USC, worked in the industry for five years as an editor and actually ended up leaving the industry, but doesn't regret it. He just decided that it wasn't for him and instead took a job in tech where he makes enough money to do more of his own passion projects outside of work. And he decided that that was gonna be the more filling life for him, but he didn't regret it. And that's the amount of loans he took and the school that he went to. So something to consider. Beatles Debt on Reddit says, I'm 40K in student loan debt, graduated earlier this year and have had zero luck in finding film-related jobs so far. Currently feels like a huge waste of money and time, but that is mainly because the school I went to sucked. I regret not going to a, the more established school and paying the extra 10K on top. That being said, I don't regret it entirely. I learned a lot and had a good time for the most part. I just could never recommend it for anyone else. I didn't make any connections to the industry because the school I attended didn't have those opportunities. I learned everything about how to make a film, just not how to ever make it a career. I went in with the notion I'd be guaranteed job opportunities. The school pushed this very hard, but here we are. So was it worth it for me? No. Okay. So that's someone exact same amount of debt, but he personally feels or she personally feels that it wasn't worth it because the school did not provide those opportunities. A note that this person did not specify the school in question, but did not feel that it was worth it. Okay, Lucky Cockroach says, uh, according to Reddit, this is a director of photography, says, go to the school you can afford. Student debt kills careers. Key point, all caps, still go to college. This person went on to clarify that they were $19,000 in debt, which the user emphasized was kind of the debt of taking on a car, um, a new car loan. And this person went to Columbia College, Chicago. I think actually went to community college for the first two years and transferred, which is a very viable option. So I think this is a a great recommendation to go to the one that you can afford. And this person made it work very well. A friend who shall remain anonymous told me that it was worth it, but only because I had a low amount of loans. Again, really bringing home that that conclusion point. Something that I heard so many times. I mean, you guys over and over again. Okay, now we're going to get into people who took higher amounts of loans. So The ones we just covered were people that took 40K or under of loans. Now we're going to look at some people that took more to go to film school. BitOK7821 says, I'm almost $200,000 in debt for USC grad school 15 years ago. Screenwriting. Of those 15 years, I have had five years of employment and have made enough to purchase a house, but not enough to touch the principal on my loans. If I get one more season of staffing on TV, I will be able to pay the loan off in full. There are definitely more cost-effective ways to become a screenwriter, but that giant albatross of a student loan keeps me motivated to keep writing and keep hustling. Okay, interesting perspective. This person is saying, you know, the the fact that I have a student loan keeps me very motivated to pursue making this financially viable for my career. It's also interesting that the 200K will be paid off in entirety with one more season of staffing on TV, which sounds like you know, the screenwriting degree was a a big piece of this. Again, I do want to emphasize this is one person's experience and it's from 15 years ago. So this is someone who didn't regret taking large amounts of loans to go to a prestigious screenwriting program, but has not yet paid them off. So when thinking about whether or not this person regrets them, also just put yourself in their shoes and, and ask yourself if you would regret not having paid them off yet though. And also let's root for this person to get their next season of staffing for TV, you know? Strikes over, like now it's time. Okay, going back to Squatch Abermath on Reddit. This is the person that went to Boston University and landed jobs and internships from connections there. To reiterate, this user said, I graduated from Boston University with a ton of debt, then landed these internships in this job. BU taught me a ton about practical filmmaking, lighting, cinematography, producing, etc., but also provided a great opportunity to actually make films and learn from some really great storytellers. I believe most film school, schools do as well. You can learn a lot on your own, but there are certain things that will never be learned if you don't have hands-on experience with them. This mainly refers to practical filmmaking. Uh, and He goes on to kind of describe some technical skills versus those on-set skills. Totally agree with this. This is kind of what I talked about earlier. Caesar says debt sucks, but at the end of the day, I would rather pay to pursue my dreams than be debt free and wish I was doing something else. It takes time, but all in it's worth it to me. Hope this helps. Thank you for that thoughtful response. There is also one other type of situation I want to touch on here that I found very interesting from Reddit. Is the world a dream says it's only worth it if you have to get out of some bleep and you have no other choice. I was working in a factory warehouse for a couple years after high school, so I took a loan just to get out of that. I stayed in film school for two years and dropped out the second I could start working professionally. So no, it's a huge waste of money. You're better off with YouTube and just going out and making stuff. But if you have no choice, it could save you. Good luck. Um, I also talked to one other friend who came to film school in America from another country And while his immigration journey was much more complex and not tethered to just film school or getting a visa right after film school, he does say that it provided him with some opportunities that he wouldn't have had otherwise, and it was able to work out very well for him. He now owns a photography studio with his wife and they are very happy. So that worked out very well for him. And he shared with me that he absolutely does not regret his student loans that set him up for where he is today. So those are some different perspectives. If you want to read all 105 comments, it's on Reddit as people who took loans to go to film school, was it worth it? Uh, On the filmmakers subreddit. I know this can be a touchy topic, but avoiding loans entirely, I think, just needs to be more at the forefront of solving the student debt crisis. Just do not fall for the scam. If you need to take a crippling amount of loans, unless you're comfortable, you know, the person who took 200K and is working in screenwriting, um, unless you're comfortable with that, which is clearly a possibility, really consider just opting out. So I hope these five questions kind of provided some helpful things to consider when deciding is film, if film school is right for you. Again, I think the number one thing is opting out of the student debt crisis. Just do not become involved either by getting a, a program you can afford, doing the community college route, self-study, which we've talked about, um, and then these other considerations as well as as what the schools have to offer and what you know about yourself. So. And please let me know what you're thinking of deciding um, if this was helpful or what kind of factors are going to be a part of your decision. Or if you went to film school, didn't go to film school, regret it, don't regret it, let me know. There is a Spotify interactive feature for you to share that feedback with me or comment on whatever video platform you are looking at. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, especially to the numerous people who shared their perspectives with me across all of the different platforms that I discussed. I really am happy that I was able to include kind of a variety of takes through people's experiences on this. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful to get to share this with you this season and I'll talk to you soon. See you for episode 21. We're going to make it in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Set Path. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate it and share it with a friend, especially if you can think of someone who might benefit from the knowledge that was shared here today. You can keep up with the podcast on all social platforms at No Set Path Show or on the website at setpathshow.com. Thanks so much for being part of this community and we'll talk to you soon.